Southern Appalachia is one of the more unique regions of the South and of the country and has a distinctive culture which includes its foodways. In 1966, a group of high school students from Rabin County, Georgia, which is in the Northeast on the North Carolina line, embarked on a project to document the people and customs of their community, which resulted in an ongoing publication called the Foxfire Magazine. Fast forward a few decades, and the Foxfire Magazine has spun off many books, including the Foxfire Book of Appalachian Cookery. And today, I'm joined by its editor, T.J. Smith, who's also the president and executive director of Foxfire. T.J., thank you for uh, for coming on Biscuits and Bach. Yeah, thank you, Rachel. Glad to be here. So just briefly, um, can you just describe this book a little bit for people? It's not a typical cookbook. No. Um, so in, in 1982, 83-ish, there was a Foxfire teacher named Margie Bennett. Um, she, had, she and a handful of students had an interest in exploring foodways and recipes. Um, they set out to do a special edition of the magazine, but the, the response they got from the, the contacts in the community was so much that they had enough for a book. But in, in Foxfire fashion, they didn't want to just present, you know, a book of recipes. They also wanted to present the recipes in the context of a narrative and the narratives of these individuals who were, you know, cooking these dishes. So, you know, like a Foxfire book, it's people telling the stories behind the food and their experiences with, you know, memories of food. So it's sort of a story of the Southern Appalachian, like the Southern Appalachian food story. But the thing was, too, at that time, uh, unless you were a Foxfire fan already attracted to the books, you know, the, the mid-'80s was not a foodie culture the way that we know today. Right. So the book wasn't, you know, wildly popular. Um, even when it was re-released by UNC Press in 1992, again, still not a big foodie culture in the United States. And so when we were talking to UNC Press about doing an, a cookbook or doing something else with it, they really thought that this would be a time to do a revised edition. And right. that's what we did. Yeah. What are a couple of the more unique foods that you think are, are covered in this book? Are, uh, um, I would say that the fermented foods of the region, especially things like sauerkraut or chow chow, I think those are really unique. The, the storage vessels that people would have had in the latter part of the 19th, early 20th century were, you know, the stoneware crockery. So, you know, they were packing cabbage, which really grows well in this region, and curing it as sauerkraut. And people don't necessarily always associate sauerkraut with Southern Appalachia. They think of it more as, you know, in its context as a German or Polish dish mm-hmm. or Eastern European, but it is very much rooted in this area as well. Um, but then also preserved foods that are a little different, like leather britches. Yeah, um, explain that. <laughs> so we're all familiar with the process of dried beans, like the you know the bean seeds. But um, here in southern Appalachia, there was also a tradition of drying uh, beans in the pod, like you know your typical garden green bean. But instead of cooking it fresh, uh, you would string it and air dry it. And, you know, that would preserve it for, you know, a later time to eat it in the, in the colder months. And you reconstitute it in stock and animal fat. Um, and it has this leathery consistency, really hearty consistency, 
but it was just a product of necessity for preservation. Uh, but not a lot of cultures have that, <laughs> where they're drying beans on a string. <laughs> and they have this really yeah. you know, wonderful name, leather bridges. Wild foods, of course, uh, ramps. And they're a very potent, wild green, onion, garlicky kind of flavor. And people, you know, would enjoy them by themselves, sautéed, or, you know, in soups and stews and that sort of thing. Um, just one more question. What is your hope for Appalachian food and culture in the future? Um, like any uh, cultural artifact or cultural folklore or tradition or whatnot, I hope this um, gets people thinking about this region in different ways. Um, Southern Appalachia is often a very maligned and misunderstood region of the United States. Um, there's some very romantic aspects of Southern Appalachia that get sort of, you know, thrown to the forefront, our landscape, our natural resources, our uh, music and that sort of thing. But I would hope that, you know, this would also garner some conversation and discussion about the challenges that we face in this region. And, you know, people love the culture and they love the cuisine. This is another, you know, aspect of the, the larger culture. I hope that would also encourage them to invest in helping us with dealing with some challenges in this region and, and elevating and, and raising the visibility of those challenges and, and maybe developing some solutions for them. Well, T.J. Smith, thank you so much for uh, talking to us today about the cookbook and about Foxfire and Appalachia. It's been great to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks.